It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now let's join our host, Ron Myers. Welcome listeners, another great show for you today. There's an old saying that when someone hits rock bottom, that there's nowhere to go but up. That's the direction Rodney Williams went when he found himself engulfed in flames in the midst of a drug binge. The night of June 19, 2002 is the night Rodney Williams hit rock bottom. While in a state of heightened paranoia, he was cooking up crystal meth in a small trailer, all the while breathing in the fumes and fueling his high. A spark from the heating element caused the trailer to catch fire and boom, it blew up and Rodney found himself consumed by flames. He managed to flee to the trailer with second and third degree burns and make it to a neighbor's house where he was rushed to the hospital. And my guest today, Rodney Williams, will share this unbelievable story that happened to him and so much good news towards the end of the story. So don't go anywhere. Stay right there. And let's welcome Rodney Williams into the studio. Hi, Rodney. Hey, buddy. How you doing today? <laughs> Mr. Ron? I am doing fine. I am doing fine. But boy, um, uh, I can't wait to let the listeners hear your story. It is a powerful story. I've heard it a few times. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about you, your childhood, and then what led you into drugs? Well, the uh, you know, the young child, mom took me to church and everything. Had a good uh, good uh, family, middle-class family. And, uh, but at a young age, I was sexually molested by a sick man and, uh, some other, other bad things happened to me at a very young age. And I had these hurts, these pains, these issues that I, I couldn't share with nobody. And, uh, just, uh, the pain was in the, in the guilt and, uh, these different feelings I didn't know how to deal with. Uh, at a young age, I turned to the alcohol and the drugs as my solution. And what age did you start dealing with drugs and alcohol? Well, I had issues younger, but I was really around uh, 12 years old, 11 and 12 years old. Uh, I began uh, experimenting with alcohol and drugs, and it it, it, uh, it made me forget about my pains, my issues, and uh, made, me, made me feel good to start off with. The you know, Bible says pleasure, sins for a season. It's fun, exciting to start off with. Wow, and you were going to church at the time, or did church kind of take a back seat then? Well, the... Uh, no, my mom and them made me go to church. We were we were going to church routinely, and uh, as I grew into the the drug addiction, different thing, I could I could go out into the world and do the worldly things, but I could set up in church and play church also, and that's pretty much what I was doing was playing church. I knew how to talk their talk. I knew how to uh, act act like act like any other person up in there, you know. But uh, in reality, I'm out there living like a maniac on the on the streets. Well, isn't um, meth and alcohol and all that isn't that an expensive type habit how do you how do you survive how do you get the money to feed your habits well the uh a lot of times i'd have jobs do different jobs and uh the uh, start off with you know as uh i was a functioning alcoholic functioning drug addict i would keep a job and and you know and i was dependent upon that check to be able to pay for my drugs my alcohol my party life you know and uh and that's pretty well I did it. And I did other things to collect money, sell drugs, different things to make extra money. It wasn't really about the money. It was about about getting more drugs, uh, more things to keep me high. You know, I had an addiction that I had to feed. And, and whatever it took to feed that addiction is what I did. Listeners, if you just tuned in, I'm speaking with Rodney Williams, who caught on fire while, co- while cooking crystal meth in his trailer. 
And uh, not only did he survive, he had an incredible transformation, which you're going to hear about. And today he's making a big difference in other people's life. Now, Rodney, when you're in the middle of all this drugs and crystal meth, you're obviously probably have a, a network of other people on drugs. So it's all your or is your trailer the party place? You're the place to go and you're the man to see? Well, the uh you know, we had different people, you know, different groups that we went in. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I had the drugs, sometimes I didn't have none. We'd be at other people who, you know, who had the drugs, who had the connections. Uh but our whole life was centered around staying high, you know, the party life, going to the different uh parties, you know, the next good time, the next good time. It's kinda like a jump off, you know, like uh, you about got a dead battery and you keep having to jump it off and, and that's what the drugs and alcohol is. Each day you needed a new jump off, you know, but in reality we just needed a new battery, you know. And uh now, was there any part of you that was saying, I've got to stop this because if I don't stop, I'm going to kill myself? Well, you know, uh, I guess the fear of death uh, was one of the things that uh, I overdosed over a dozen times and nearly died. And it, it never slowed me down. As, as, as After I got through each crisis, you know, it would scare me. But after I would get through the crisis, I'd go right back to doing the same old thing, you know, right back to doing the drugs and the alcohol. So it really didn't uh, stop me, you know. Now, I talk to some folks when I go and visit at the um, <clears throat> Homes of Grace in Van Cleve, Mississippi, and I've talked to folks that have been um, recovering from meth, and they said that is absolutely one of the hardest drugs to get off of. Yes, uh, you know, of course it is, and it's uh, it's uh, going 10 or more days without eating or sleeping. I'll tell people you're fasting to the devil. You're coming in this close, intimate relationship with uh, with a demonic realm, you know, where you open up the gates of your mind, allow these demonic spirits to come in. And it's, it is a, uh, it is a very, very, one of the toughest drugs that I know of, uh, to break free from. And I've, I've seen that too, dealing with people, other addicts and stuff. And, but through Christ, he can, he can break through anything. So that's very interesting. You bring up, and we're going to talk about the explosion in just a minute, but that's, um, that you're dancing with the devil. It's like you, you said that term fasting, for the devil, I never even thought of something like that. But the the deeper you get into this pit, this bottomless pit, uh, it has to become more and more hopeless in your eyes. So you just what have to keep doing more and more drugs to to fill that void. Yes, yes, and uh, more and more and more. I always tell people it's kind of like an infection. You have an infection, you start putting band aids on it, but the infection continues to grow, and it takes more band aids. Took more more of the meth. It took more of the uh, the crack cocaine, the more of the alcohol to try and cover this, uh, this infection up, you know, and it, and it continued to grow. It didn't get no better. Uh, it was just a cover up, you know, and it, like I said, it took you deeper and deeper and deeper into the bondage that you were already in. Listeners, if you just tuned in, I'm speaking with Rodney Williams, who caught on fire while cooking crystal meth inside his trailer. In fact, the night was June 19, 2002. Tell us what happened that evening. On June 19, 2002, uh, the, uh, I was in a small trailer, uh, had the doors bolted down, had been up for days without sleeping or eating, uh, and I just felt like I, I was already high, but I felt like I, I had to get higher. You know. And uh, Can I ask you something? You said the doors were bolted down. Why did you bolt down the doors? Uh, on the methamphetamines, it starts off being fun and exciting to start off with. Before long, you're engulfed with fear and paranoia and deep fear and paranoia. And I, I felt in my mind there were police in the trees, police under the trailer, and I had the doors bolted down because I was just engulfed with this fear and this paranoia, paranoia, you know? Wow. Uh, anyway, the fumes had built up and a uh, spark went off the heat lamp and the whole trailer ignites. And I'm trying to get the doors unbolted, uh, in the, amongst that flame, uh, 
Uh, the door comes open. I run outside with second, third degree burns. And my whole life is a wreck. You know, I've, I've, my family can't stand me. The police are looking for me. I'm so in debt. I'm homeless at this point. My life is just a complete wreck. So did you second and third degree burns? Did you go to the hospital? Yes, I walked to these people that I knew about 2 o'clock in the morning and beat on their door. And they opened the door. They're shocked. I could only see out of my left eye. And, uh, you know, you see the shock on their face at 2 o'clock in the morning waking them up. And I'm standing there at the door, burn up. Uh, and they throw a blanket on me because it burnt my shirt off. And they put me in a car and begin rushing me to the uh, hospital. And on the way to the hospital, uh, you know, I've been in and out of jail many times. And, and I've been brought up in church. So I would always cry to God, God, get me out of here. I'll, I'll live for you. I'll serve you. And uh, as soon as I got released, I'd go right back out doing doing the same old thing, the drugs, the alcohol. There was no heart change, you know. But this night, things was different. I, I hated my life, and death felt like a victory. And, and that's what I did. I cried out to God. I said, God, you can take my eye, ear, whatever's left. I'm going to serve you. I made an unconditional surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ that night on the way to the hospital. And that night, he heard me. And uh, that night, I... I became a Christian. I got born again, uh, and that was the the starting point of the change that God was going to do in my life, and he's been working on me the last 17 and a half years. Listeners, I'm going to take a break, and when we return, we're going to talk about uh, Rodney's road to restoration and the exciting things that God has done in his life and what he's doing in other people's life when he turned his pain into this awesome purpose. Be back in just a minute. Ron Myers has released his first children's book, Little Johnny and the Voice of Truth, a full-color, 32-page illustrated book that will inspire readers to follow their dreams and discover their God-given destiny. Order your personally signed copy today by visiting our online store at thepromoter.org forward slash shop. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. Listeners, welcome back uh, in the studios is Rodney Williams, a gentleman who was uh, cooking crystal meth in his trailer, and the trailer blew up. And um, before we went to break, he told of uh, how on the way to the intensive care unit at the hospital, he made a deal with God. Again, what was that deal with God? Well, I cried out to God, you can take my eye, ears, whatever you want, whatever's left, I'm going to serve you. I made an unconditional surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. That day I decided I was going to stop following the world and the things of the world that I'd been pursuing in the past, my plan, my my ideas, uh, my agenda, and I was going to follow Christ Jesus, you know. And uh, and I, I made that heart decision that night, and the last 17 and a half years I've been following Jesus and I always tell people after 17 and a half years of following Jesus, I'm, I'm a satisfied customer. He, <laughs> he's, been, like he's, he's really been good to me. Now, did you go to rehab after that, or was it a divine uh, healing? Well, uh, no, I'm, I'm, my life's a wreck. 
I'm born again. I'm a child of God now, but, uh, you know, I'm legally free. Uh, but I'm, I'm still in, in the bondage, you know, because I'm not experienced. I'm not experiencing the freedom right now, you know, but God who had a plan for me from the very beginning, uh, he's got a plan to transform me and change me. I would get dropped off a singing river hospital with 13 inches of skin swinging over my fingernails and stuff. And of course they'd shoot me full of morphine and take me to South Alabama burn center. And, uh, I said, God, I'm too weak to do this. What would you have me to do? And God, through the Holy spirit spoke to me. And told me to go back to the Home of Grace Christian Recovery Center in Van Cleve, Mississippi. I'd been there before, but I'd left because I wasn't ready. Uh, this time, I'm ready to do whatever God wants me to do. And I would return to the Home of Grace uh, September 2002. And God began to transform my life and change me. I began to renew my mind and just totally transform me and change me and, and set me free. I began to experience. I was legally free the night I surrendered to Christ. But now I'm beginning to experience the freedom the transformation God is doing through his word and through the Holy Spirit. God's beginning to, I'm beginning to experience this truth of freedom in Christ and uh, being free from the addiction, you know, as God breaks down these strongholds and I begin to walk, walk uh, after Christ, follow Christ. So listeners, if you just tuned in, Rodney Williams in the studio, a man that uh, was addicted to crystal meth, was cooking it in his trailer one evening. It blew up, but on his way to the hospital, made a commitment to God. His life was transformed. And today, Rodney, uh, what tell us a little bit about what your life has been like over those, what, past 17 years? Uh, past 17 and a half years. And it was a process of God, you know, God breaking down these strongholds and and walking, experiencing the freedom that Christ had for me. I always tell people I'm not where I want to be, but I ain't where I used to be 17 years ago. Uh, but God took me through college. He called me to preach. I would go to the University of Mobile looking for a job. One month, one day later, God had me a student there. Uh, I would graduate and pastor a uh, church for eight years. Uh, I've been a full-time evangelist now uh, for the past five years. God's blessed me with a beautiful wife and family. We do prison ministry with the two books I wrote across the nation. Stories being aired around the world several times and, and just travel and, and share to people how, tell people how to be free through Christ, not sober and clean. I was sober and clean before I ever started doing drugs and alcohol, but I teach people through, through God's word uh, how to be free, to walk in the freedom, not just be legally free, but experientially freedom through Christ Jesus. What type of freedom do you mean by that? By experience, experiential freedom? Yes, thank you. I guess, I guess the uh, best example of that is uh, you're locked up in, in jail and someone comes and does the paperwork, pays your bond, uh, does all the paperwork that you need. You're legally free, but you're still sitting behind uh, the bars, you know? So you need someone to come open the door uh, and you've got to get up and personally stand up and walk out that door. And when you're bouncing down the sidewalk, then you're experiencing freedom. You know, at first you're legally free, uh, and you should know the truth. The truth shall make you free. Uh, it also goes a couple of verses down. It says, and the sun shall make you free. As you press into this relationship with Christ, it's a new relationship. You had a relationship with the drugs, the alcohol, whatever you were as addicted to. Now you have a new relationship with Christ. And as you press in and grow in this relationship, and this intimate presence of his of him with him, uh, you begin to experience this the truth of his freedom, the freedom of, of God wants you to have through this relationship, and uh, and it's awesome, man. I mean, it's it's great. I've, I I want more Jesus. I don't want anything the world's got to offer. I want more Jesus each day, and that's what I'm pursuing now. Instead, after the drugs and the alcohol, the things that could never satisfy me, I found satisfaction in him. Listeners, uh, Rodney's going to give a book away at the end of the show, and we'll tell you how to get one. Rodney, somebody listening right now is dealing with either drugs, alcohol, or possibly both. 
They're trapped in that bottomless pit like you were. Speak to that person right now. Well, there's hope. You know, uh, there's hope. Hope that you can be set free. Uh, you know, but you've got to be willing to do whatever it takes to be free. A lot of people realize they're in bondage. Years I didn't realize I was in bondage, but I didn't want to do what it was going to take uh, to get free. And what I had to do, I had to finally fully surrender my life over to Christ. And, uh, and then God, of course, led me to a Christian rehabilitation center where I could be transformed and changed, uh, get a new way of thinking through the renewing of the mind. Uh, freedom is there, but we, we want to hold on to that addiction and we won't, don't want to let go. You got to die to yourself, die to that old life and, and receive a new life through Christ Jesus. And that's tough to let go. I, I've been there and I've done that. It's tough. That's what held me back. But God has blessed you because of your story. I believe you told me when you came in your book, Club Meth to Christ, how many printings have you had? 70, 80,000? Uh, we have printed over 90,000 books and, uh, we do prison ministry across the nation and, uh, and we just want to want to. It tells people how to be free. My story, but it also shows you how to be free. How God set me free, and uh, God sets everyone free the same way uh, through His Son and through His Word. Uh, fully surrendering. Like I said, it's a relationship. You're you've been in a bad relationship with the addiction. Now you got to die to that relationship and come into relationship with Christ Jesus by trusting Him and begin to grow in that relationship through His Word, the renewing of the mind, uh, give you the mind of Christ, begin to walk by faith and not by sight begin to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Uh, and that's that's how God transforms you, changes you. And it's, it's, it's good, man. Like I said, 17 and a half years, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with what God's done in my life. And you've traveled the country, you've traveled the world, you've been on national TV, and uh, perhaps someone listening right now would love for you to come to their church or to their ministry. How uh, do they get in touch with you? Well, you can just go to our website, one word, Club Meth to christ.com uh, and our books are on there and uh if you just email us email us uh email us your address we'll send you a free book or if you got somebody in jail or prison we'll send them a free book and uh, uh all our stuff's on our, our website the address uh, phone number everything's on there and again it's club meth to christ one word.com and uh, you can get in touch with us you know rodney i think it's sometimes important for people to know that when they hit bottom or when they're going through bad things and they think that they are a loser and that God would never have anything to do with them because they've made so many mistakes, that it's important that we let them know that uh, with Christ, there are no losers. In fact, uh, he likes to take our uh, trials and turn them into a testimony. Yes, he does. And, uh, you know, Jesus Hanging on the cross, uh, when he's at the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, Father, there be any other way for this cup to pass from me. What he's talking about, the cup of wrath. When Jesus was hanging on the, the cross, dying a horrible physical death, God the Father would pour the cup of wrath, the cup of judgment upon him. and He bore the judgment for all of our sins, past, present, and future. And when you look at the bloody cross, you should see your great value. You're not valuable because you love God. You're valuable because he loves you. And he died for all, you know, but I will not, I will not receive what he gave the great gift he gave. But if you'll receive it by faith, God will save you. He'll give you a new destination. He'll give you also a new identification. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an addict no more. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the King. Hmm. Listeners, I've known Rodney for a while and, uh, he, you know, he glows when he speaks the power of the Holy Spirit is in him and, uh, it's because he surrendered and we can never think that we're so far gone that there is no hope because hope has a name and that name is Jesus. Amen. Rodney, one thing I like to ask uh, the listeners, uh, 
is the number one question. Uh, how do you get the hell out of your life? How do you get the hell out of your life? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, replace it with Jesus, you know, uh, being born again. We're all uh, all born in the flesh. Uh, the endemic nature has been passed down to each one of us, you know. And Jesus Christ, when he came, he was conception took place by the Holy Spirit. So he was born right the first time. But all of us, we got to be born again, born of the spirit. And that's by trusting Jesus Christ, turning from our sins and trusting Jesus. And that's where we get the, the new birth, born of the spirit. And, and that's when we become new creations in Christ. Well, Rodney Williams, God bless you. And thank you for sharing your story. One more time, your Facebook page and website. Our website. We have a Facebook page, Club Master Christ. You can go there and, and like it and keep up with us. Also, we have a website. It's called Club Meth to Christ, one word, dot com. And listeners, um, if you know someone or your church would like to bring Rodney, uh, you should really check it out because we can't go into detail now, but I saw him last week in Nashville and he told of a story of a young boy that came up to him when he was speaking at a mission last week and the boy was just absolutely uh, uh change because of Rodney's testimony. So Rodney, God bless you. Thank you for what you're doing. And uh, listeners at the end of the show, uh, I will tell you how to get one of his books absolutely free. Rodney will send it to you himself and uh, even uh, put a little note in there to you. So I'll be back in just a minute. Ron Myers has released his first children's book, Little Johnny and the Voice of Truth, a full-color, 32-page illustrated book that will inspire readers to follow their dreams and discover their God-given destiny. Order your personally signed copy today by visiting our online store at thepromoter.org forward slash shop. Recently, I bought the Super Sucker Vacuum from Ronco on television, and I couldn't wait to show it to folks. So I took this Super Sucker Vacuum on stage. I threw some dirt on the floor and told the audience that it could pick up dirt from 10 feet away. We watched and waited. Nothing happened. Total silence. And finally, someone yelled from the office, uh, from the audience, you have to plug it in, moron. I said, hey, calm down. They never told me that when I bought it. Today, I think there's nothing more sad than a Christian not plugged into the power of God. They were never told about God's power. So God's power sits dormant on standby while his child is living a tired and defeated life. They want to get the hell out of their life, but they don't know how to. They pray and pray and pray. Nothing happens because they aren't plugged in to the free gift of God's dynamite power. Now, when I became a Christian, I wanted everything that came from having an intimate relationship with Jesus. I needed his power for my survival to follow Jesus and walk around not fully activated and charged with his spirit is a misrepresentation of who Jesus is. A non-believer will look at that person and say, why in the world would I want what they have? That person has more problems than I do, and I don't even believe in God. So do you want to walk in power, which leads to victory? Do you want to make a difference in your job, your family, 
your community, then if you are a follower of Jesus, you need to get to know him more than ever. Spend time with him, read the red letters, and turn on his dynamite power, his resurrection power, his courage, his knowledge, his strength to slay the dragons of doubt, fear, and hopelessness. He is the weapon needed to defeat depression, hopelessness, fear, bitterness, anger, and every other self-defeating thought that has you walking around with the word coward on your heart. Today's message is for someone listening. Get off your pity pot and get engaged with Jesus. Get engaged in the battles of life with his power and run into the battles expecting victory, not defeat. A defining moment is about to take place in your life. To do nothing and think things will just magically get better is the wrong decision and will set you back and you will never enter your promised land of joy, peace, passion, and purpose. And you will have no one to blame except the person you see every time you look in the mirror. Now to the person that makes a decision today to plug into the resurrection power of Jesus, congratulations. Your life is about to be a power-packed life of always being in the right place at the right time. A life in which you will know things before they happen. A life in which a new boldness and courage will take you straight into the land of God's promises. A life that will bring God's favor to you and your family. It's time to start taking life seriously. God has given you free will. So today, choose to become the person God created you to become by staying plugged into Jesus 24-7. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. This week, some of you are going to face adversity and it will seem like your world is falling apart. And some of you will be faced with making a decision, a decision that will change the trajectory of your life. Some of you will make a commitment to follow God, but that commitment will come with resistance, resistance from your family and friends. Someone else will lose a special person in their life. It will rock their world in more ways than you can imagine. These things will happen to someone somewhere in the world, and those plugged in to God's power will survive. And God has a message to those someones. Your best days are in front of you. If you will let go and let God and stay plugged into the resurrection power through Jesus, you will defeat the dragons in your life. I'm praying for you, my friend. And will you take a moment to check out the Facebook page, Get the Hell Out of Your Life? I would love to hear from you. And listen, if you want one of those incredible books, Club Meth to Christ from Rodney Williams, Please send me a message with your name and address, and I will forward them to Rodney. This book will change your life, your eternity, period. Until until next week, this is Ron Myers reminding you that God loves you, God has a plan for you, and God will take your pain and your problems and turn them into your purpose, your destiny. Because this is your time to discover your destiny by getting the hell out of your life. 
Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope.